Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Post extra time. I'm your host Chris. Uh, with me this week, I've got fresh faced Adam. Hello. How are you? Good, thank you. Yeah, good, thank you very much. Uh, I've got. I can see him now. This week, he's got a brand new laptop, and I can see him. Ooh. Kind of wish he'd sort of kept his iPhone, but there you go. Uh, we got. <laughs> we got Scott. How are you? I'm very well. You've got a uh, strawberry blonde beard like me. Yes, I would say ginger, but I take strawberry blonde. Yeah. I really like the, I really like the way the lighting is on Scott's thing. So I can't actually really see the top of his head. It yeah, you don't... Like, it disappears into the into the light. Uh, just think, like, Monty Burns. I could just see a little bit. You could have got away with that. I wouldn't have known. Yeah, just a, I could right. just see forehead, and then it just disappears. <laughs> yeah. Think, Monty Burns. <laughs> well, he had a date tonight on The Simpsons, so you know. Is that a very, very, very old episode? He had a date and she ran off with Snake, so... Yeah, yeah. but is that a really old episode? Have you been or... watching new episodes of The Simpsons? Does it still I exist? I don't I remember it... that. I've not I... seen it before, so I think it might be quite new. Anyone watching new episodes of The Simpsons needs to have their life sort of... Wait, <laughs> 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 someone is. Uh, and that other voice you can hear is uh, straight from the Usual Efforts podcast. It's Kirsten. How are you? Hello, everyone. Okay, you I'm a... good. Although my cat is trying to get in the way of my microphone, and if anyone listened to the Unusual Efforts podcast this week, that's like uh, Sonia's Frank trying to lick her microphone, and it just afflicts us all. Yeah, it's. Uh, I keep my doors closed. No one disturbs me when I'm doing this, so I get no dogs coming in or anything like that, or children, or hamsters, <laughs> or whatever else is in the house. <laughs> you see, the cat is trying to sniff Kirsten's hand. Yes, she's very. She really likes to engage with persons, or either that, or she just really um, doesn't like the focus of attention to be off of her. By the way, her her name is Stefan Jovetic. She's a footballer cat, just so everyone knows. No, I don't like. No, I decided it would be best to not name any cats after Yayach. I also did not name any after Hamshik because that would just be too traumatic. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, well, this week uh, we're going to be talking about the Champions League. Um, we're going to be talking about the Premier League, some various bits and bobs of other games around Europe this weekend. So, <sighs> Kirsten. Yes. We're going to start in Group C. Yes. Yes. Is this where me and Adam just sit back and just uh, just laugh at you, Chris? Well, Adam being an Everton fan, I'm quite expecting him to sort of stand up with a sort of 
knife with a handle on the end with his name on and sort of <laughs> thrust it into me. So he's got one. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, okay, so uh, Liverpool lost to Red Star Belgrade. Is it Pagkov his name that scored? Okay. You know, I'm not sure how many Red Star fans actually knew that before Tuesday night. Because I've written a great many articles on Red Star this season and never once did I mention this man's name. <laughs> That's how completely out of the realm of possibility that he would be our hero. So was he, was. was he anything because somebody else was injured or suspended? Oh, well, it was a great surprise. We figured Estiblio, I never say that name right, but um, we figured that uh, this lineup would not be what it was. And then, <clears throat> yeah, I guess we could say that the coach was the genius that orchestrated this whole thing or... You got really lucky, or as everyone in the English-speaking world seems to say, Liverpool was utter crap. Well, yeah, there is that. Did you go? <laughs> uh, I went. You went. Still flying high. Um, yeah. Yeah. It was probably the best football experience of my life this far. So where were you? Were you with all the ultras letting flares off with you, or were you? No, I don't really go over there just because it's really difficult to, if I need to take pictures or anything for any articles, it's really hard to be over there. And also I'm old, so <laughs> it's difficult, what, but... Were they still what, singing what? Fuck, fuck Liverpool in the yeah. old section? Yeah, They were singing Liber- <laughs> fuck Liverpool, I'm sorry, it was fuck Liverpool and it just... <laughs> I, they, they did it to Arsenal last season too, and it just puts me... I just start laughing uncontrollably because these people, when they say fuck Liverpool, they don't sound like they have an accent, but then when they start chanting it, it's just, it takes like five tries to figure out, oh, yes, and fuck a, Liverpool is what I'm saying. A lot's been made of the atmosphere uh, over here in the British press over at the game on Tuesday night. So give us a taste of someone that's there. What was it like? What's it like compared to normal? What's it compared like compared to other European games or games against parties? And was it on a similar level to that, or was it something specially loud? How was it? I mean, okay, so first you have domestic games, which I mean have you know like maybe well maybe not quite only ten percent, but they have a significantly significantly. You have partisan, which you'll get a great atmosphere and you'll get a lot of fire and obviously chanting as well. Um, That's more like direct back and forth type battling and it'll be loud, but I don't know. I guess I'd say it's a little more frightening because you think things could kick off at any moment. Um, I was at Arsenal and that was... That was pretty loud, but it was um, also more tense because until uh, until the red card, there just wasn't much to make noise about. And then obviously I was at Napoli, but I just got off a plane and I was entirely jet lagged and um, people kept saying to me, this happened in the last game and I was just like, I have no idea, I 
I was in a haze. I was seeing my other team. I was just so excited and jet lagged. I don't know what went on, but I know that it was not to this level. And it's really difficult to describe. Like I've been to some amazing games and there was nothing that compared to that first goal going in. First of all, nobody sat down in the entire match. I mean, maybe in the very upper box seat people were sitting. But the entire stadium was standing. The entire stadium was chanting. Um, When that goal went in, it was just like everybody is one with everyone else. Hug everybody. High fives. Cheering. Um, But then when the second goal went in, which, okay, maybe Chris won't have to admit this because he's a Liverpool fan, but everyone else should acknowledge that that was a spectacular goal. Uh, just came out of nowhere. I nearly, I have to stand on a, on the seats because I serves are very tall and I am very short. <laughs> so I have to stand on the seats and I was standing on the seats and the wave of people was such that I very nearly toppled over the backs of the seats and ended up in the row behind me. And only because of those people celebrating, I kind of fell into them and got shoved back and saved myself. But there was so much excitement and so much excitement later that night, just like a buzz and horns honking and, um, just everybody being so ecstatic when they left that uh, it just really compares to nothing that I've ever, I mean, I've never experienced a World Cup win or anything like that, but it really seemed like it was getting close to, I mean, it was just one game of the Champions League, but it felt like like we could have just qualified for the final or something over well, here. Liverpool had 72% possession and 23 shots. Um, the real quiz. <laughs> <laughs> so really, Liverpool were the real winners, weren't they? Yeah, yeah. Uh, morally. Yeah. Morally, we would. Did it feel like that sort of game? Did it feel like a sort of Red Star defence and hit on the break? Or did it feel like the, you had more of a game than that? Oh, that, I those... What? That's a probably conditioned by the fact that you're 2-0 down after 29 minutes. Yeah, I was going to say that in the second half, because it felt like the Red Star was really just set up to defend, and that the substitutions that were made were for that end. Okay. Guys, did you see any of this at all? No, Alex, sorry. No, no, that's absolutely fine. Well, look, also in Group C, your other team, Napoli, they drew 1-1 with PSG, Lorenzo Insigne, and then a, a, sort of a Barnett home goal. But I did write down here, Buffon rolled back the years, because really, you should have scored that, um, won that game, shouldn't you? Probably, yes. But that was, um, first of all, when Insigne scored, I was in a pub with just some... I was in a French pub, which was a slight mistake. Um and everyone was just kind of chilling out, and I screamed and threw my phone across the pub, literally. Um, so that should tell you about my state of mind right then. Uh, <laughs> but I do know that it was exceedingly frustrating for the second half to 
sit there and think that this should have been again our game. It feels like Napoli should be already qualified for the next stage at this time. Okay. Well, you're top of uh, or Napoli are top of Group C, six points. Liverpool are, for that loss are still level on six points. PSG five and Red Star on four. So nobody is out of this by any means. Um, and in more serve news, Liverpool are at home to Fulham uh, on BT Sport. Adam, have you managed to get BT Sport yet? Yeah, I've got BT Sport. All right. <laughs> uh, that's at Sunday lunchtime. So this is uh, Liverpool at home to Alexander Mitrovic. Uh, has he gone off the board the last few weeks? I suppose he must have done, wasn't he? Most of Fulham have. Fulham as a whole have gone off the boil, haven't they? Yes. Yeah, I mean, Jürgen Klopp versus promoted teams is unbeaten in 25 uh, games, scoring 25 and letting in three. And Mo Salah versus promoted teams um, averages a goal or an assist every 66 minutes, so it's not looking good for Fulham, is it? Well, I can talk to that without those stats. Yeah, but it's, it's <laughs> I'm not really sure what you've ta- I'm not really sure what you taught me. Well, nothing. I just filled 30 more seconds of content, that's all. Perfect. It's all about content. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and, well, it could be that, or it could be the sort of game where Fulham, well, I was going to say Fulham turn up to defend, but they can't do that at the moment, can they? They're going after your Swindon record, aren't they, Scott? Definitely. It's going to be 100 plus goals this season. Exactly. So, uh, I need your opinion on this, guys. Um, Adam, don't you if you remember, um, Kirsten, I'm not sure if you would, but Swindon had one season in the Premier League in 1994-95. They managed to concede 100 goals. 93-94. Oh, 93, 93, sorry. 93, 94. Oh, uh, they, got you. Got you. <laughs> they managed to concede 100 goals in that time, a record which stands to this date. Now, Scott it's believes... 42-game season. 42-game so season. Thir- yeah, 42-game season, not 38, which is now. And I I, I believe it's going to get broken this year. But you don't... This season. You want it to. Like, see, if I was a Swindon yeah. fan, I would, be, I would cling on to this as my piece of... But- that only bit of relevance that you've got. Yeah, exactly. What would you guys do? I mean, a bit what you mean. Uh, it's hard to hard to really sort of empathise because it's the equivalent is like Everton getting relegated, isn't it? Uh, yes, which probably I mean, nearly, nearly happened that same season too. Right, so so it's that's like me really that's from me from like a position of power complaining. <laughs> oh no! It'd be like if we got relegated, which I've never had to experience. <laughs> what do you reckon, Kason? Would you cling on to that record, or would you be quite happy to get rid of it? I like anything that distinguishes my teams from other ones, so I would like to keep that record. Yes. Yeah. Okay. You're doing some new unusual efforts merchandise. Could you do like sort of a Swindon Hundred Club T-shirt or something? Oh, I'll purchase that. Yes, please. <laughs> Uh, so you, well, just, uh, you want to lose wait, the wait, wait. while simultaneously wearing okay, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> that would be fantastic, actually. Definitely brand a man on the post merchandise. We should do. Yeah. Um okay, so we're all going for Liverpool in this. No sort of Mitrovic miracle or anything that I like being told there. That wasn't that was <laughs> that up to debate. <laughs> and enough. that's not really fair because I hate Mitrovic. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I got pulled into this one. <laughs> the, the only chance that they've got really is that they've they've got a, if they've got a bunch of players who are behind their manager who are worried about about his job security and the fact that you have a Liverpool team that have played four days ago or whatever it will be, as opposed to a full team that haven't played for a week. But no, I would still 
If I was betting my hard-earned money on it, I'd still be back in Liverpool. Wow, that's a lot of hard-earned money to bet, so we'll, we'll, go, with, we'll go with you. Uh, in Group H in the Champions League, this was uh, Juventus 1, Manchester United 2. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo scored um, after 65 minutes. What a goal that was, by the way. Um, I know we're sort of... Uh, we're not wanting to praise him too much at this current situation, but he did take that goal very well, didn't he? I mean, we we, we can praise that goal, though. Come on. Yes, like, we can praise the yeah. goal, not the man. Can we do that? Yeah. What about the celebration? Oh. Is that just egotistical? Yeah. <laughs> I'm never trying anything similar. No, <laughs> I'd be all at the no, truffle no. shuffle off the Goonies if I did that nowadays. When, you say, when, when, Chris, when, Chris, when Chris saves a penalty playing five aside. Yeah. I did one this week, actually. I should have done it then. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one matter free kick in the 86th minute, followed by Leonardo Benucci in the 89th minute. Um, I've got in double question. That was an own goal. That was an own goal. Sorry. Yeah. Sorry. Come off his nerves. <laughs> uh, I've got in double question marks here. How did Juventus not win this? So they had 23 shots, but only three on target. Kadira and Dybala both hit the woodwork. Chris again obsessed with number of shots. Yeah, stats. That yeah, I think there is something in this though because this is Juventus. But I think that 23 is the magic number because that's how many Liverpool had and they didn't win either. <laughs> Oh wait, are you taking notes on this? <laughs> I should do. He's stumped. Jamie Carragher wore twenty three. What did he ever win? Oh, exactly. <laughs> Your heart. <Fitting> contest. <laughs> my heart, yeah. On <laughs> well, my heart until I found out he was behind the Rafa sacking, then that's uh, that's gone. Um Juventus' first loss at home in the Champions League since two thousand and nine. So uh, did Manchester United deserve this win or did they earn it? How you know how are we no, you're shaking your head, Scott. It was a much better performance than they put up the last time they played Juventus. Yeah. So yeah. I think that you've got to give them some credit there. I think you've got to give uh, Mourinho his credit on the tactics at the end. Um, Mario Fellaini coming on and changing the game. Lump it to Mario Fellaini, is that? Yeah, that's, 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 that's a <laughs> yeah. tale as old as time, that is. Yeah, I know. Lump it up to the big man. Well, it caused Juve problems. Both, uh, both United's goals came from set pieces. One, a gorgeous free kick. Yeah. from one matter um, and then the second one causing a bit of chaos to Louis, uh, Leo Benucci who's had not the best of seasons and it and uh, it caused him a lot of trouble um, Champions League goals this decade is uh, Manchester United 92 Ronaldo 100 I don't know if that means anything or not it's just well, another, no, another some set of, those, of numbers some of those are the same goals yes <laughs> <laughs> No, not this decade, then. He left in 2009, didn't he? So not in the last 10 years, then? So this... So in the so 2010s, sorry. Okay. Yes. Uh, what are we making Mourinho's cupping of his ears? Are we happy with that, or are we thinking this loved is... Loved it. Loved it, did you? Yeah, I loved it, because Juve, I hate Juve. They <laughs> despise that club. As a Roma fan, and as Kirsten is a Napoli fan, we both hate Juve, and... Uh, he gave him stick at the end of the last game, holding the three because they won the treble in 2010. And uh, yeah, loved every minute of it. This was his into heart I mean, coming out, was it? Yeah. What sort of that what was sort like of Juve... the only time I love Moo. Sorry. Yeah. Definitely. What sort of Juve fans get offended by this? Like, like they haven't won enough trophies to counter this, or lost them <laughs> allegedly. Like, it's just Mourinho doing Mourinho things, isn't it? On, on. I, know, I don't know. Are you sure he didn't go like three, four to be yeah. like telling them the number that the 
Uh, uh, Is it bad when it should have won with that Calciopoli? Maybe we all dismissed part of that gesture. <laughs> Either way, it's, it, I mean, it's difficult to get upset about Mourinho doing the most minor of Mourinho things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're also in Group C. Um, Juventus uh, beat Young Boys 3 1. Um, Do you mean Valencia? Valencia. Hang your head. You know what it was? I've written above it. Jesse you can't read your own notes. You know what no, it was? I now yeah. have that. It's me being unable to live because I've written above it. Jesse, do you like to see young boys get beaten? But of course, she's not here. So I was trying to think which one of you three can I pick that out to? <laughs> Adam, do you like to see young boys get beaten? <laughs> uh, eBay's still top on nine points. Manchester United are on seven. So five. Uh, those poor young boys are on one. Um, it's next time United go to Valencia, is it? Next match day. That's the last game they get to Valencia. Okay. Uh, okay. Well, next up for them this weekend, uh, they are away to Manchester City. Uh, we know what happened last time Manchester City played United at the Etihad, didn't we? Three two United. Yeah, they were after the Premier League win, and they didn't get it. Um, both teams were in form. Manchester was it, City got... Sorry, wasn't it, wasn't it the three two United game when they played at Old Trafford? No, no the Etihad. No. I, yeah, I was in New Orleans for that one. Okay, oh, I was yeah. in Truro. Yeah, unlucky you. <laughs> Just some difference. I mean, um, the time zones were much more convenient for you, Chris, to be honest. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, definitely. Yeah, I won in the time zones. <laughs> um, since May 2013, uh, which was the last time Manchester United had scored five goals in the Premier League, City had done it 21 times since. Um, even MK Dons have done it eight times. And Swindon have done it three times. Sorry, so what? You need to be able to... MK Dodds has not scored five goals in the Premier League eight times. In the league. No, right? it's Football League. Duncan Alice Alexander tweeted this out Sunday night. Yeah. Look, Chris doesn't like it when you ruin yeah. where he gets <laughs> his, his things from, okay? You're not allowed we, to don't reveal I my think, sources. I think, You're not allowed to reveal that we know his sources. Yeah, I think three of us may have listened to the same podcast he listens to. Yeah. Um, well, also, as you know, as you've been stalking Duncan Alexander, Edison has got the same number of assists as David De Gea has got clean sheets this season. I hope you weren't just talking to me because I'm having technical difficulties. No, we were. We were talking about Edison and David De Gea. Great. It's a great stat, Chris. Well done. <laughs> well, it's a good stat. I know. I said it. <laughs> Uh, okay, well, Manchester City beat Shakhtar Donetsk 6-0 with um, Raheem Sterling, the most evilest man in the world, winning a penalty. That was the worst decision ever. Right, are we blaming Raheem Sterling for any of this? No. Good. No. Good. Raheem Blame... Sterling job, professional footballer, win football matches. Yeah. Did the Daily Mail say anything about this? Because they always like to criticise him. Uh, quite possibly. <laughs> Jamaican-born Raheem Sterling yeah. <laughs> in penalty shame. My my problem with it, my problem with it is, is that um, Pep Guardiola clearly saw the incident from um, from the technical area. He could tell that he knew what happened at the time. He was on. He wagged his finger, saying it wasn't a penalty. If he was that worried about it, Pep could be the one to to tell his tell his team to not score that penalty. If they, if that's the action they want to take, if they want to be that fair play about it, I, I don't think that 
that's necessary, but th- those options were available to them. It's not on Raheem Sterling to make that decision. No, I don't. As someone said in one of the podcasts that we nick things from, um, how many decisions anyway? You know, a player didn't get the ball out for throw in, and the goalkeeper says he didn't tap Well, you could probably count the number of throw ins that happen on one hand where both teams don't appeal for them. Yeah. I'll throw because that's the worst. <laughs> um, can we say something nice about Gabby Jesus' his last goal, that lob? Yes, that was, that was actually quite wonderful. And it reminds me of his goal against Southampton, which got them the 100 points. Yes, it did. The little, it? Yeah. little dink over the keeper. Yes. Um, City are unbeaten in 53 games versus teams that start in that day outside the top four. So are we going for uh, Manchester City again in the, in the derby at the weekend, Kirsten? You know, it doesn't matter how many times I listen to this podcast or come on it. I just start laughing at the numbers that you come up with. <laughs> um, I did come up with it. I don't know. They're, sci- they're scientifically researched by me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Did that equal swallowing through Twitter? <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yes. <laughs> For your lunch, I Sorry, am. honey, I'm doing science. <laughs> <laughs> There's no honey about it. This is, this is a work job, this is. Lunch hour. Lunch hours. Plural. Plural. I've told you, local <laughs> government. Tell the taxpayers I'm busy. Exactly. <laughs> Two hour lunches. <laughs> exactly. Oh. Right, if you've got okay. that Renokia streaming out your nose after you've chuckled, how do you think it's going to go? Renokia, Renokia. Renokia was a footballer, wasn't it? Well, yeah, Renokia played yeah. the Rinta. That's right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Renokia, that's my Balkans culture again, Adam. Okay, so on one hand we have the evil that is Moo, and on the other hand we have the evil that is City, that is further coming out through the football league. So I'd say because United just beat Juventus, which is the worst of all evils, in this one I'm going to go with United. Okay, guys, which is your... Scientific, that's scientific right there. Well done. What's your least, what's your form of science to decide this one, guys? No science. No, no science about it. No. Uh, it'd be Man City battering Manchester United. Yeah, I'm with Adam. Man City absolutely humiliating Mourinho. Are you, I mean, have you guys not learnt nothing from the last fixture, or is that not relevant at all? Or I mean, there's only only so many times Chris Smalling is going to get you out of trouble. <laughs> <laughs> and I think we've experienced all of them. However, there are multiple times that Vincent Company can score towering headers over said Chris Smalling. As we've already seen multiple times, so Do you think Chris Smalling had a certain amount of Save United points from the genie or the sort of fairies and he used them all in that fixture last year? <laughs> <laughs> so you're both gonna you're both gonna go Man City on this one? Yes. Yeah. Alright, okay. Uh well next to the Champions League is over to group B with Tottenham Hotspur two, PSV one. P- PSV took the lead in this, didn't they? Um De Jong, De Jong, who I presume has yes. not seen De Jong at Sydney FC. Uh, he scored after two minutes before Harry Kane got a couple towards the end of the game. So, um, was Wasn't the... one of them on own goal? Uh, I, thought BBC... was... I thought so. The BBC credited it to... Maybe they changed it afterwards. Yeah. The dubious goals panel. Oh, you beat me to it. We've <laughs> uh, got to give it to our brave Harry Kane. Yeah, give it to England, Harry. Harry. Yeah, of course. Golden boot winner Harry Kane. <laughs> 
Well, I've written Spurs 75% possession and 30 shots, but Adam's completely disproved everything now. Well, no, no, that's fine. Once you get over 23, that's the winning formula. <laughs> <laughs> 23 is the magic number. That's right. Adele that's is so wrong. Okay. 23 is the number that holds you back. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you should have been in Della Soul or something. Uh, 8% of Spurs' total shots they've ever had in the Champions League came in this fixture. So it, sh- it showed that they gave that PSV goal somewhat of a hammering to win this, didn't it? Or if they just not had the Champions League. You wrote this games. for Jesse, didn't you? You wrote this for Jesse. I did write this for Jesse earlier on, yeah. Oh, I feel like we should just be excited for Spurs in her honor. Well, you're an American girl, you'll do. You could be. Sort of... <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not really fair because most Spurs fans that I know chose Spurs because of the U.S. players on that team, and I don't like the U.S. men's team, so. Ergo, I don't have this special affection for Spurs. They used to have Goran Bunyavchevich. Again, science. Goran Bunyavchevich. Yeah, the late Goran Bunyavchevich. He was a Serb, wasn't he? He played for uh, Tottenham. Um, <laughs> I forgot what I was going to say now, Chris. Just, I, I don't think overall it was a, um, a particularly good night for Spurs on, due to the Barcelona fixture. Yes, that ended 1-1, one, one, didn't it? Yeah. So uh, I mean, it, it just makes it makes any path to, to to getting out of the group slightly difficult, slightly more difficult for them because it means that it's going to require wins against Inter and wins against Barcelona, and probably and <clears throat> it will still possibly go down to goal difference. So yeah, so well, they've, they've of... got to go to the new camp. And try and get a result, and they've got to play into at Wembley. But I think so but they're, they're, those six is their way around. I think so. When they oh, go, is it okay? So when they go to the new camp, they will have the advantage of the fact that hopefully Barcelona. I think that's the case anyway. Hopefully Barcelona would have topped the group by then. Qualified, yeah, yeah, so and into an PSV. Yeah, yeah, you'll potentially have a, if not weakened, slightly less intense. Barcelona, which is their best hope. Maybe Malcolm can get a game for them, because he's not getting a game for them now. Well, he scored from the other day. Yeah, well, apart from that. Apart from when he comes on and scores, he doesn't get a game. Scores. <laughs> Maybe he made the wrong choice. Not bitter about it. No, at least not as bitter as the uh, AS Roma English account. Oh, yeah. They like the pants. Wait, the pants. wait, what did I miss? What did Malcolm. they do? Oh. <laughs> Uh, Scott needs to build a bridge and get over it unfortunately <laughs> it's fine alright you've means you've uh, means you've still got some Clive it's a, a very very good replacement yeah exactly. he had a good game the other day I watched the first half I think I watched mm. he did pretty well uh, oh. oh no he, he played very well he yeah. did uh, Spurs away at Palace uh, on another BT Sport game Adam Saturday evening Paying for itself. Yeah. It's just like the TV channel that keeps on giving. Am I right? Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't want to spend all day waiting for Robbie Savage to speak to them? First Michael Owen, now this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Crystal Palace looking for the first win in seven. Uh, Spurs looking for the seventh away Premier League win in eight. Uh, and they've won their last six versus Palace. I think this is a gimme, isn't it? Especially as Zaha seems to have lost his mojo completely, doesn't he? 
So which Spurs player is going to start kicking him up in the air again? Uh, out of rule. Moussa Dembele is what he does. Yeah, <laughs> yeah just, it just ruins it. I think Dele might get a swift one in now. It's kind of his special move. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, I hate to drag everything Serbian, but there's the Crystal Palace captain, Kirsten, is Milanovic, isn't it? Oh, I, I actually... Oh, sorry, I have no idea. All I knew that the entire Serbia focus is on Mitrovic, so I'm sorry, who? Luka Milanovic. Crystal Palace captain. Oh, really? Yeah. Is he the captain of Palace? I have no idea. I was just sitting here thinking, what is it that you all... Try to get Jesse to say every week about Spurs, ah. so that I can say it. Shoulders back, ah. chest out, deep breath. Nothing can go wrong now. You say it for her in her yes. in a New York. Jesse, nothing can go wrong now. Spurs will win this game. That's go. my belief. All of a sudden, she's having an embolism wherever she is. <laughs> I think she's in a hospital. The best well, place. Yeah, best place yeah, for her. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, uh, Harry, Harry Kane in London derbies um, averages 0.65 of the goals a match. Only Thierry Henry is better at 0.73, so it is going to be. It's a week to stick Harry Kane in your fancy team, isn't it? I mean, you're essentially taking a stat there, which is man who scores lots Stop of goals. Stop saying things about my stats. <laughs> I thought maybe it was like fake news that was promulgated by the BBC. All right, Colin. <laughs> no, BBC don't do fake news. I don't think do they. That's what you think. Well, no, you get the real truth over there, don't you? You you, you see the BBC, we can't see. Yes, in Serbia, that is true. <laughs> um, in Group A, uh, Monaco lost four nil to Bruges. Um, it's not going well for Thierry Henry, is it? And Atletico Madrid beat Dortmund two nil. Uh, a rather nice Anton Griezmann finish there. So. Um, Dortmund and Atletico Madrid are both in joint first place on nine points. Group D, Porto beat Lokomotiv Moscow 4-1. Schalke beat, I thought I wrote Gaza then, but Gallup 2-0. Uh, Porto top that group. Uh, Group E, Benfica drew with Ajax and Bayern beat AEK Athens 2-0. So Ajax and Bayern are both top on seven points. Uh, And in Group G, Seska beat, uh, lost, uh, sorry, 2-1 to Roma and Victoria Prison lost 5-0 to... Real Madrid, Scott, happy with that? Definitely. Yeah. Um, wasn't I? Didn't honestly. I don't think Roma could get anything mm. from that game because Roma do not travel well, um, as the Serie A form says this season. But uh, early goal for Manolas. Uh, Justin Cliver was probably the best player on the park. Got uh, one of the players sent off with a nice pace and um, a good finish from Pellegrini. Just. Happy with the win and could wrap it up against Real Madrid in a couple of weeks, Everyone. which I was looking, yeah, which I was looking potentially looking to go, but I think it's a sell a sellout. Everyone likes a Mandela celebration, don't they? Yeah, he looks. To be honest, he looked like he's just woken out, woken up out of bed, um, just roll out, and he, yeah, he looked a bit mental when he celebrated. <laughs> it's just like that was his wide eyes we saw against Barcelona yeah, last year, wasn't it? Like, uh, Listeners, you can't see yeah. this, but yeah, it was like having Manlas on my Skype screen then. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, in various leagues around the world this weekend. Um, Can we mention about the Sergio Ramos alleged elbow, which almost which did break the Victoria Pilsen's player nose? I didn't see this. No, go on, what happened there? 
heard about just... his apology. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, what's the issue? Apology. Apology. <laughs> yeah. Sergio Ramos Shitowsy once again. Just a, a forearm smash into the Victoria Pills and Bear's face. Did he? You got yeah. a little bit of Ramos, haven't you? Uh, maybe. You Fabian Yanaga Fjortov, you'd have loved it. I love Yanaga. Well, there you go. If he'd done that, you'd you'd have been. Oh yeah, it. yeah. I liked when um, <clears throat> who was the Spurs player who absolutely ruined him in the challenge in the England Spain game. Oh, Eric Dyer. Yeah, I loved that. Eric Dyer was <clears throat> an award for that. Yeah, there you um, go. And that's what Sports Personality of the Year is for. Yeah. Or oh, can we do it on the back of that? Yeah. <laughs> I think to me that challenge just showed how desperate Real Madrid are. Like, seriously, Pilsen, that's who you're going to be throwing elbows at? I mean, that's, that's, not the, necessary. Only Ramos, that's the only reason Ramos has apologised. <laughs> if he'd done it to Mohamed Salah, we would not be, okay. there would be no apology. That's <laughs> extremely true, yeah. Very true. And I thought we'd be okay with that. <laughs> Not if you did it to Tony Hibbert, you wouldn't. Tony Hibbert's got a face that's taken many of an elbow to the... <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, in various leagues around uh, football land this weekend, so uh, Atletico Madrid play Atletico Bilbao in La Liga, Seville uh, play Espanyol, and Barcelona at home to Betis. So Barcelona are top on 24 points. Is uh, that Athletic Bilbao? Or Club Athletic Bilbao. Yeah, there's no O. Oh, no. fuck off the pair of you. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, t- tell me this international <laughs> story again, Scott. Oh, that's not me. That's, that's someone else who's telling us. Blame uh, the rum. Blame the rum. Blame the rum. Honestly. What is it, then? It's Athletic Bilbao, isn't it? Athletic. Oh! You're not saying Atletico, but it sounds... You say it so quickly, it sounds like you're saying Atletico Bilbao. Yeah, what is it? Atletic Bilbao. Say again, slowly. Atletic Bilbao are away to Atletico Madrid. Yeah, Atletico Madrid. Is that got something? Atletico. There's no H in in Atletico. No, it's Atletico. It's bloody hipsters, a lot of you. (laughs) Two of you have even got a beard. is in your house <laughs> oh no that's true <laughs> uh, in Germany Adam on your BT Sport uh, Saturday at half past five it's uh, go on then you can correct me on this no because that's going to clash with my Tottenham game oh no this is the one you have to watch if it's the one that I'm thinking of yes you've got German ancestry Kirsten how do you say De Classico De Classico <laughs> it's that uh, Borussia Dortmund versus Bayern Munich and um, <laughs> It's Dortmund are twenty four points top. Then Munchen Gladbach. I'm sorry, they're twenty four <clears> points <throat> on top of. Or oh, with twenty four points on top <laughs> of. <the league. laughs> okay. Thanks. Listen, I will. I will. I will scan this and you. You send can't it to spell yourself. things right. Don't expect there to be grammar <laughs> as well. <laughs> okay, Dortmund are on twenty four points. Borussia Mönchengladbach on 20 points, Bayern Munich third on 20 points, and RB Leipzig for Megan are fourth on 19 points. Hey, um, hey wait, Gladbach, Gladbach. What? What have I done you now? You didn't say Gladbach for me. Are you, oh, are you yeah. a Gladbach fan, are you? Yeah. Oh, sorry. Gladbach for you. Well, I wrote yes, that fiction down, you. they're away at Werder Bremen. Yes, correct. How do you think that's going to go? Well, let's see. Is it tomorrow? Possibly. 
I think I wasn't that if specific. <laughs> Anytime I podcast on a day that Gladbach are playing, Gladbach managed to win. For you. And I'm podcasting tomorrow, so. Okay. Do it for Kirsten, boys. <laughs> uh, tomorrow, of course, is also the uh, the anniversary of Robert Enker's uh, untimely oh, demise okay. as well. That's yeah. it's, um, it's nine years. Nine years. Nine yeah. years, yeah. yeah. Uh, so another chance to say um, Roland Reng's book. Yes. Which I can't remember the name of it. Uh, life too short. A life too short. Yeah, life yes. too short. Yeah, if, excellent read. Yeah. Not life too short. That's a very bad sitcom <laughs> by Ricky Gervais. <laughs> yeah. They are very different things. Very different things. But yeah, a chance to read a life too short. Then yes, read that. Uh, Italy with the eleven sports ad. Oh no, sorry. Uh, Scott, should we talk about Italian football and eleven sports? Oh, let's. Let's do it. <laughs> Uh, okay, so it is um, AC Milan versus Juventus on Sunday at half past seven. Now, I watched a bit of the Milan Europa League game last night because I'm a tremendous hipster. Uh, they seem to lose a lot of players to injuries. Uh, yeah, that, that head clash looked horrible. Was that the one where Kessier took out his own player? Yes, yes, with a high knee to the face. Yeah, I mean, it was a red card if you'd done it to one of the yeah. opposition players. Yeah, well, an opposition player. That looked horrible. And Masako, was, as soon as he hit the floor, his eyes were wide-eyed and looking at the lights. I did wonder, are there any circumstances in which that could have been a red card for Kessier? Because, I mean, it was dangerous, albeit on his own well, player. Oh, I don't know the laws if you could get... Yeah, I think the rules are specific to... The opposition. I don't yeah. think you can... not your own players. Oh, I don't yeah. think they are. I don't think they are either. What? So like uh, Kieran Dyer completely Bowyer and get sent off for it, like he did. He did. Yeah, that yeah. did happen. Yeah, yeah. Both got sent off. Yeah, yeah. So that proves our so point. Just... <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're proving my point. Yeah, sure. I don't know if it's changed, but yeah, I just don't know if there's something that says a dangerous play has to be on the opposition because it was oh, pretty important. Sorry. I don't believe it does. I don't either, no. Well, I think okay. I think that involves the whole referee still think that it has to involve the ball. So if it doesn't think... involve the ball and they're punching, they're going to send some. If, I do if think there's very clear. unlikely that you're going to be in a situation where in an attempt, to, an attempt of two players going for the ball of the same team and they are one of them is angels another in a reckless manner that just some sort of form of discretion isn't going to be used. Oh, of I think I think there's a distinction between but between two players throwing punches and an incident <laughs> involving an attempt to play the ball. However, well I don't. But that's what I'm saying is that there's not actually in the rules the whole situation of attempt to play the ball, why, and that's what the referees. Which is why the referee could fully within his rights to to send a player off in that situation. Yes, uh, but probably won't. Yeah. yeah. Um, and Gonzalo Higuain going back to the place where he felt a bit pushed out, didn't he? Oh, yeah, he got shuffed, shifted out because um, a certain Portuguese player came in, didn't he? That's right. So revenge is a yeah. dish best served cold for him. Best served cold. I think Leo Bonucci might get a very nice reception back at the San Siro. Yeah. Well, especially since he's not playing very well, so that no, he's had a bit of <laughs> he's had a bit of a shocker start to the season. Been caught out quite a few times for opposition goals, especially the general equaliser a couple of weeks ago. 
Which is glorious. I'm going to guess without looking that regardless of this, Juventus are top of the league, right? Oh, yeah, by about a million points. Yeah, Yeah. always. Not really sure why we're having this discussion. (laughs) (laughs) Because we're hoping that Milan will take at least two points from them this weekend. Come on. Obviously. Well, Juve are top on 31 points. Inter and Napoli bringing up uh, the next challenge is on 25 points. And Milan are on 21 points. So Inter are away at Atalanta. Napoli away to Genoa. Confident about that one, Kirsten? You know, anytime I say I'm confident, things bad things happen. Napoli are twinned with Genoa. So, I mean, they should go easy on us and give us the win. But we're away and Genoa are never easy to us when we're actually there. So I could very well see it being a draw, especially after the match at PSG okay. or with PSG. Sorry. Okay. Uh, in France, I just want to clarify. So, uh, are those teams all on the same number of games? So you, they have a six point. Yeah. So Syria is less competitive than Scottish football. Is that what we're saying? Here? Syria is horribly uncompetitive. This... This season, yes. But Scottish football, come on. Yes. You should blame Roma because they were really supposed to be much better. Yeah, we we effed up this season so far. Badly. Are you saying they need Kieran Scott? Uh, Adam, Adam, sorry. <laughs> I think I think Brendan Rodgers would, would make it interesting. <laughs> <laughs> would you take Brendan Rodgers at Napoli, kid? Okay. Oh. Uh, no. <laughs> We do the uh, the envelope trick. In... Oh yes, make sure your names aren't in this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you're all being very mean to Brenton Rogers. I'm allowed to be. No, well, he, ha- he has won the double treble in the last two seasons. That's true. Brendan Rogers. Brendan Rogers is a far underrated coach. Mm. He's also a massive narcissist as well. Oh yeah. yeah what yeah. coach isn't though? I mean, that's true. Did, wasn't he once an assistant to Jose Mourinho? Where do you think he learnt this shit? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> true. And when he when he was wasn't he reserve team manager at Chelsea as well? I think he was. Maybe. Now we're getting too Thanks. deep. Yeah. You've gone off Chris's little notepad. Oh yeah, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> if it's not written down, Chris has not got the answer. <laughs> Does not compute. Uh, well, speaking of my notepad, in France, uh, Monaco in 19th place are at home to PSG um, on Sunday night in your BT Sport, Adam. Uh, PSG are a squilly miles clear of Montpellier here in second. Um, the interesting story on that is going to be Thierry Henry, isn't it? Because he's not had the new manager bounce, has he, for Monaco? No, isn't he about to go six games without a win? Yeah. <laughs> six yeah. games without a draw? <laughs> Or, or to pull it in about six games lost in a row. So it's not not six after Sunday. It's almost <laughs> as if you can't go to a massive club as your first job. It's almost as if almost. It's almost as if there's no correlation between the quality of your punditry and your footballing manager career, vis-a-vis Gary Neville and Thierry Henry. Personally, Gary... I think it's because he's not playing Stefan Jovetic, but you know that's probably just me. That's true. Yes, everyone. He's well, no, he... at Monaco. He is at Monaco. He is. Yeah. No, no, no. I'm too busy trying to think of managers whose first job was a raving success, and I'm really struggling to. Oh, Pep Guardiola. <laughs> Paolo De Canio. Chris tried to claim that you can't go to a big club straight away and be successful. He was already at said big club, though. 
Yeah. Barcelona B. Yeah. I'm not sure that so really counts. Oh, here's <laughs> right. I'm not arguing this shit with you. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're right about Steven Jovetovic. I think he's quite an underrated player. He's a very intelligent player, yeah. isn't he? Yeah. Um, and, of course, Petro Pellegri at Monaco, Scott. Mm, yeah. Um, was he 17, 18? Yeah, probably. Um, if... None of the big players are playing well for Monaco. I think Omri will throw him in because he he handed when he was four nil down. He took out took off Falcao on Tuesday night and brought on a seventeen and eighteen year old. That's a good confidence start for your first game for your club. <laughs> four nil down in Champions League. Go sort that out, boys. Yeah, go on. Uh, right, other games is um, in Russia. It's Zenit St. Petersburg versus who are top of the Russian league versus Seska who are fifth. Right, although there will be no Leandro Paredes. Uh, anybody this is know brilliant. Because he, uh, there's a rumor flying around that he allegedly got sent off so he could fly to Buenos Aires and be in the Bombonera to watch the first leg of the Copa Libertadores <laughs> final on Saturday evening. That's uh, amazing. <laughs> I totally support that. Yeah. Like getting, it's like Kevin Carlos Tevez. There's far yeah. easier ways to yeah, do get tickets. Just get t- it's like Kevin Nolan trying to get Boxing Day off. <laughs> uh, no, no, no. It's different, though, because it's fandom. It's yeah. I support it when it's passionate fandom. Yeah, but no, that's worse. At least Ke- Kevin Nolan trying to spend time with his family. Really? No. That's really worse than fa- <laughs> family. I can, I'd rather be family. <laughs> Um, I mean, we've all got family, Chris. <laughs> I don't think any of us are all. Tandem too. Come on. Uh, oh, it is a couple of little stories. So, anyone got an opinion on how we think that one's going to go? That's on BT Sport, isn't it? Um, Scott, you were saying? Yeah, so I'm I was going to say we told you that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I told you earlier. It's I know BT you did. Sport, BT Sport Two, and Free Sport. Brilliant. How do you think this is going to go? Anyone? 8 p.m. Eight p.m. That's really yeah, strictly. 8 p.m. Oh, no. Look at his face! Look how it's changed from the face earlier when he found out he could watch it to the face now where he realised he's not allowed to watch it. Wow. I live in a house with three females. I'm going to be watching Strictly. I know I am. Anyone got any preferential allegiances tomorrow for this game? I naturally, for complete unknown reasons, want Boca Juniors to win. Are you sure? Because they're the poor team. I, I know, I know, Chris, mm. but it's my my socialist roots. Yeah, <laughs> I don't, well, I don't live here in leafy in leafy Islington in Jeremy Corbyn's <laughs> constituency and not learn a little thing about socialism. Man of the people, Adam Scott Allen. I know, all right? I'm, all I'm gonna say is the atmosphere at the the chocolate box, as they call it, tomorrow is gonna be quite interesting. I think the bomb. I think the reasons are that the bombardier looks like it's. I. I, I, I can't wait to... I'm going to go one day. It looks like the best stadium in the world. And the chant they have about River getting relegated to yeah. second division to the tune of clearance... Yeah, uh, clearance. clearance yeah. Or yeah. Is one of the best in, ever. And I watched that video, which is about three minutes long of them singing and throwing, throwing flares a couple of times every... Uh, once every couple of months. And it's in Spanish. I don't know what the fuck's going on. But <laughs> they're... There is a six. There is a six-minute version during a Super Classico of it a couple of years ago, and I, some fan took it, and it, it's it's brilliant. That's when away fans were allowed in the stadium. 
Are they never allowed in the... St- I, I wasn't sure whether that was a special thing for the... Uh... Oh, it is, it is for this final. Away fans are not allowed. But in Argentina, for a couple of years, away fans were not allowed in the stadium. Okay. Uh, also this weekend, uh, as we're talking about continental championships, it's the AFC Champions League final. Uh, Persepolis of Iran versus Kashima Antlers. Um, Kashima are 2 up from the first leg, although Persepolis have got a fantastic home record. Uh, and it's also the African Champions League final. S Tunis are 3-1 down to Al-Akhli. And I think that game's going on at the moment, although Akhli will be, will be without uh, star striker uh, Walid Azarov, who... Um, he's banned for the game because he took off his shirt after his side won a penalty in the first leg so he's not allowed um, other bits and bobs of news PSG who saw that they admitted to racial, racially profiling their potential players this week yep there's a video of Kylian Mbappe floating around which is surface which came out in 2011 said that the, which, which Laurent Blanc said six years ago about the same problem what they have now um they did. Sorry, you just said the CAF championship, right? Yeah. Sorry, it just flashed on my screen that uh, it's actually Tunis that won. So oh. I just thought we'd throw that yeah. in there. What was yeah, the 3 0. Oh, it's really? Impressive. Did they? Yeah, because yeah. they Tuna down for the first. Day. Oh, fantastic. Well done, Tunis. Um, Yes, because they were, they were reading about this in The Guardian. There's one player that they uh, racially profiled from the Ivory Coast and they said he was West Indian, so they couldn't even be racist properly. Wow. Oh, th- that's like the, a couple of weeks ago when I think it was The Sun um, posted an article about a Wilfred Zaha with a <clears> picture <throat> of Wambasaka. Brilliant. I think it was talking <laughs> about how Wilfred Zaha was complaining about how he gets racially abused sometimes as well. It was that sort of level of insen- insensitivity. But didn't the son do Romelu Lukaku's transfer <laughs> from Everton to Manchester United a couple of years ago and post a picture of the UK grime and rap artist Stormzy? Can I mean, you... I'm going to sound like a massive racist now, but Lukaku used to play for Everton. Yeah. So I have a fair idea what he looks like. Yeah. And that man in a Manchester United tracksuit looked a lot like Romelu <laughs> Lukaku. I was going to defend him on that one. <laughs> Uh, Scott, could you say UK grime artist again without sounding like a 57-year-old man? <laughs> Probably not, no. No, no. <laughs> no. Scott filling in a desert island <laughs> Uh What else have we got? Manchester City have been on uh, Football Leaks' radar this week and De Spiegel's radar this week as well. Um, from what I've... Jock. I mean, I can't understand money at all, but have they basically been buying their way out of FFP or threatening to? pretty much and um, who's surprised I guess is, is the question in, here is it inflated sponsorship deals as well and Roberto Mancini got a salary for yeah he's got two, yeah. two salaries yeah oh. who saw any of these things coming everyone what do you got basic, anyone... what do you got basic rated on his tax for that <laughs> is anyone it was offshore oh, okay <laughs> <laughs> Did Harry Redknapp's dog own the account? And he's not—he's not, he's not a UK domicile, so he'd have been fine. Oh, fair enough. Then. Um, is anyone that bothered about the flouting of FFP rules? Uh, it's very not... difficult. It's very—it's very difficult for me as as a fan, as someone who isn't mainly a fan of Manchester United, Barcelona, Bayern Munich, or Real Madrid, to get that annoyed 
uh, a team breaking a rule that was specifically designed to act as a, draw- a drawbridge that they could pull up behind them. Okay, as a fan of a smaller European team that um, generally does well in their domestic competition. Okay, um, general. Generally. Sorry. Does... Sorry. Have I said a word Nothing. wrong? Yet? I was just. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Uh, reminding uh, you of your midweek failure. Uh, <laughs> look, at, look at how apparently he gets there. You, just, you pick up on a couple of pronunciation <laughs> things, and all of a sudden he's, he's worried about English words that he's getting wrong. <laughs> uh, no, sorry, I was thinking more Napoli. So you're, you're fairly guaranteed oh, Champions wait. League every year. Um, me? Yes, it was. Sorry, you, you're fairly guaranteed Champions League every year. Um, you do very well in the Italian league. Is it kind of a glass ceiling you feel you can't break into the sort of later stages of the Champions League knockout so it annoys you all the more? Or as a fan of Red Star Belgrade, you know, you're never going to get to that level anyway. So, you know, teams buying their way out of FFP is something that you're not that bothered by. Um, I mean, uh, maybe a little of both because on the one hand... I honestly don't care too much about Manchester City because I don't think much about Manchester City. But when it comes to, like, Juventus and knowing, well, this is obviously not part of football leagues. Everyone knows about it, about the way that they arrange with Fiat to manage to get Cristiano Ronaldo to Juventus. I absolutely think that that's unfair and shouldn't in any way pass football fair play and yet somehow it did so after being absolutely incensed by that and raising there's as long as that's allowed there's no way to catch Juventus it's kind of like right now okay uh I'm supposed to get fired up about these latest rumors not really I think I'd rather be thrilled that every once in a while we get the magic of the Champions League and a team like Star can beat Liverpool, you know? Like, Sorry, why do they even... want to have these separate leagues when you can't have that amazing, ridiculous... I'll acknowledge it. It was ridiculous. No, None of us expected that Red Star would beat Liverpool. That, to me, is the thrill of it all. And if people keep manipulate, manipulating the rules, then those kind of amazing thrilling upsets aren't going to happen. So that's that's my thought on it. Okay. Adam, you're going to say? Uh, but I, even if you take away that ability for um, for Juventus having some sort of dodgy deal with fear or whatever you want to say, if you, you take the rules of FFP and you apply them fairly, they don't benefit Napoli because Napoli's revenue is probably, what, half of Juventus's. And Juventus's revenue is probably half of Manchester United's. Like the, these rules only only go to serve the big teams. Until you have a situation where, it, well, not until you, you never work unless you have a situation where you have a salary cap and you have some sort of um, enclosed limit on spending. That you're never going to have a situation where you have a competitive balance. I don't understand why. I think that all FFP does is act as a tool to protect the elite and keep them where they and entrench their position. I mean, You're a socialist, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in some ways I agree with that, but Napoli does exceedingly well to operate within their budget. They don't go over it. 
uh, and that's very well known in Italy. That's, well, that's, that's why that's, they're... That's fine, but if Juventus operated within their budget, you would still lose to Juventus because their budget far exceeds Napoli's. Ah, uh, yes and no, because in because they are taking from the fact that they got this deal from Fiat, but also the fact that, I guess this isn't really FFP, but the fact that Juve have their own, they're able to get the revenues from their stadium, and Napoli are not, their stadium is not owned by the club, and that's a real problem. And then you also have the fact that in Italy, they do these ridiculous deals in which it's loan to buy, which circumnavigates the FFP rules because you can put off actually putting it into your FFP to the next season, which I don't think that that doesn't happen in England, right? You don't do obligation buy, correct? Yeah, mm. no, they still do that. They it's do quite, do that? It's quite an that most clubs will most of their transfers is loan to buy. So they're loan a player for this season and then with the obligation next season and it will go into their books for next season. So it will go into their books for the 2019-2020 season. So pretty much in Italy, it's all kinds of messed up and complicated. And to say that they're so far behind, yeah, obviously they're a little bit behind what Manchester United makes, but what they're doing also so differentiates between the clubs that in that way, yes, I'm pissed off at the rules not being followed because it does make a difference. Whether it's the organization, the FIGC organization, or the clubs themselves. I think we're confusing a little bit with hundreds of millions of pounds. Yeah. But will PSG But when hundreds of millions of pounds is only one player, how much is a little bit? No, well, hundreds of pounds is the best player in the world. Yes. Are we talking about Shakiri? Are we? Um, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I just needed to get your interest That's to get to this. Shakiri is just Money. a distraction. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. Um, what else have we got going on? So Miami United uh, have got voter approval. How does this work then, Kirsten? Uh, they've got voter approval to build on a golf course in return for um, $3.6 million annual rent. How, what does voter approval mean? This was done on Tuesday. Is this something to do with the midterms? Or... I have no idea. I'm sorry. Uh, there was Proposition a lot of stuff 16. going on on Tuesday <laughs> that was very important. Yeah. And I'm going to be quite frank in saying that Miami United and Beckham, right? Yeah. Are, were not on my radar between Champions League and the important midterm election. No, I didn't know because everyone was voting for the midterms whether there was some sort of referendum in Miami as to whether people wanted this Beckham project to go ahead or not. Would it be something? Well, I thought that... the I thought Beckham's team was called like Me Inter Miami or something. Yeah, like was that. it Inter Miami, Miami FC? Is it Inter Miami they... FC? Oh yeah. <clears throat> Easily. Um, no. It's not one on the notepad. Yeah, notepad says Miami United. (laughs) I I think the the issue is that he always tried to give it a European name, and some people were upset about it. Okay. As to whether it was on the ballot, I don't know if it matters because Florida ballots are still in question as to whether they'll be counted. So. Yeah, Al Gore could still be president, couldn't he? 
Yes, if we flash back like 10 years. 537 votes. <laughs> How different would the world be now? Um, and there are two new national teams in world football. Uh, we've got the Maria First Nations uh, football team from Australia and Cornwall has got a national football team, folks. Sorry, when you say national... Who? Are they <laughs> not recognised by FIFA? No. Oh. Recognised okay, by well, Connie. For... In that case, I've got a national football team of Islington. Do you want to, <laughs> would Cornwall like to come and play us? <laughs> They've both become members of the Kenefa national football team. I don't know if you guys remember, but the Kenefa World Cup was held here. Uh, Kenefa is the um, organisation for... The world, for... world countries that aren't really countries. Stop yeah. it! Monaco are in them. That's a principality. Yeah, still a proper oh, country. Which is one, which is one up from Cornwall. Which is, <laughs> please don't make me whip out my international law degree on all of you, please. <laughs> uh, well, look, okay, for explaining, uh, Kenefa is the organisation for stateless nations who had a World Cup earlier on this year. So, like the guys say, um, you are an unrecognised. Well, you are a either a unrecognised nation. You're a group of diasporan peoples. Um, so Kosovo used to be a member a long, long time ago. Uh, what's the team from North America, guys? From where Kirsten's from? Is it? Uh, there's a oh, there's a team made up of British Columbians and people from Oregon. Something Cascadia. Easy. Cascadia. That's the one. Yes, they were in the Kinefa World Cup this year. Were they? Yeah. I would totally the, cheer the that because that's where I say I'm from. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and Cornwall, with their distinctive cultural identity and language. Uh, and separate genetic um, genetic sort of peoples from the rest of the United Kingdom are their own. Can you spell that for me? Because I have no idea what you're saying. Cornwall, C O R N W A L L, because a region of southwest oh, England. Cornwall. Yeah. Oh, okay. it's a county. It's not a county. It's a duchy. I thought you were saying Cornwall, like the bird. No, Cornwall. <laughs> my, my problem with this is that the. The bar for recognised by FIFA is so low that this almost feels unnecessary because you don't even have to be recognised by the United Nations to be recognised by FIFA as a country. This is true. Gibraltar are in there, aren't they? Who are they? A crown and, colony, are they? And Montserrat. Mm. Okay. Well, just a bit of knowledge for you. And Monaco. Who else can do this about notepads? You know. <laughs> <laughs> and Monaco, who are a sovereign nation, they're in Canifa, aren't they? Which I think may be due to the fact that they don't want to be recognised as an independent nation because that might have implications for their league and place, I, I would guess. Uh, but anyway, we can all get on board. This is, the same, this is the same league that's desperate to have Barcelona of Catalonia. <laughs> so I'm not sure they're that worried about Monaco. No, that's true. But yeah, we're all pleased for Cornwall having a national football team, aren't we? No. Once I figured out what you're talking about, sure. <laughs> Are, are, are you going to go to the trials? I'm not Cornish. I might not qualify. How long Wait, have you been living there? What do you 10, need? 11 years. Are those Cornish passports? Yeah. Does this involve pasties? Is Cornwall the pasties? Yeah, yeah, Cornish pasties, yeah. Do you need like a residential thing like if you want to get citizenship? I don't know. I mean, I could be like <laughs> Carlo Cudicini who eventually qualified for England, didn't he? Yeah. So you have to live in a certain area or country for a certain amount of years. No, a certain area, not country. Yeah. Country. Yeah, yeah, country. Yeah, country. Country. <laughs> I was thinking. 
I was Adam, a football manager. There's people down here vehemently disagree with you. They couldn't finish. Would this be like a Yorkshire versus Cornwall thing? Because Yorkshire think they're their own different country, don't well, they? Well, Yorkshire are in Kinefer as well, aren't they? Uh, oh, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> now you're just making stuff I'm up. I'm not, they're in it. They joined it at the Kinefer World Cup. So, um, Kinefer are in it. Tibet are in it. Um, okay, those are legitimate countries, though. Okay. There's almost like a distinction between the two, isn't there? And <laughs> almost like Cornwall being involved is kind of belittling the whole process. <laughs> Padania are involved, which is a region of northern Italy as well. You could be, I reckon you should go to the Trascus. You could be, you say, I reckon you could, you could naturalise. You could be to sort of like to Cornish football with someone's to English cricket. I could be. <laughs> well, he used to follow me on Twitter, so, you know, this could be. You used to be played by Kevin Peterson? Yes. How did news. that end? He followed me for a week. He was having a competition and he said, give me a reason why I should follow you. And I said, I've got my hair like a, a 2005 tribute for him. So and did he followed I. Me. Did you? Yeah. He followed me for about a week. <laughs> uh, yeah, Scott, have you been followed by Kevin Peterson? No, but I've blocked, no, you... blocked Piers Morgan. And that's a victory for me. I have as well. Yeah. Well done, you two. He, I, bet he, <laughs> I bet he feels really bad about it. Yeah, I, hey. I went to play cricket against Piers Morgan. Did you? Do you go on telling stories about it like he does about the time he played... He played cricket against um, Brian Lara. <laughs> no, it wasn't. No, he bowled Brian Lara and he faced Brian an Lara. over from Brett Lee. Yeah, which Brett Lee almost killed him. I was going to say, I saw that over he faced. He wouldn't so much face it as sort of try to avoid it. <laughs> a lot of facing it from square leg. Yeah, yeah. square leg is fun. Square leg. <laughs> cricket, Kirsten. Hey, I've, I've gone to two cricket matches, so I'm good. Yeah, well, they have the Royals as well. What? Jesse's cricket team is that is she supports Hampshire. Just wondered if you were the same. Um, I do not. Uh, it was all fun and games, and we were making fun of Cornwall. But if we start on Hampshire, we're going to have a falling out. <laughs> I don't remember which cricket club that I went to. One was, I think, the national team, and then one was, I would guess, somewhere in Southwest London. Wow. So, yeah. The Oval. Yeah, was, was it thinking, a big ground? Yeah, I was thinking, is that Surrey or Middlesex? I don't know. It involved a horse as a mascot. That could have been rugby. Yeah, it could have been rugby or it could have been cricket. <laughs> water polo? <laughs> no, it was not uh, polo, we, but it um, could have been so rugby. In my last, in my last job, we had a, um, a an intern from. Uh, um, from um, Luxembourg because we're friends with bankers in Luxembourg, obviously. And his mum got his son, his son to come and have a, a couple of mums internship with us. And uh, we were going to a 2020 game at the um, at the Oval in in the summer. And we invited him along. He had no idea what cricket was, but what became even more obvious was while we were there, he kind of he asked when the horses were coming out because he thought we'd taking him to a polo game. Brilliant. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. I have to say I was never that bad, but I did in it did involve a lot of drinking, which is why I'm not That is cricket. Yeah, yeah. that is cr- okay. cricket. It's just to get pissed. Did you do a beer snake? Yeah. Did I do a what? A beer snake. So it's your empty what cups of 
which you drink out and you just make a massive snake all the I way mean, down. I mean, Chris, it's really lucky that you came up with that stat about 40 minutes ago to fill that 30 seconds of content. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, look, we've got six Premier League games to get through. and Ross is, Ross is currently steam coming out of his ears. <laughs> Especially since my headphones came off and I'm probably echoing and he's really pissed off right now. Well, look, we've got six games to get through. None of them are particularly good. We'll do it quickly then, shall we? Cardiff versus Brighton is the uh, early game tomorrow. Um, That's much on match today. Are you thinking? <coughs> I was going to go Southampton-Watford. No, because Watford will probably batter Southampton and that'll probably be inter- more entertaining than Cliff Brighton. Yeah, where well, Brighton will win 1-0. Yeah. Um, will you be excited about it? No. Really. Warnock, will look, Warnock will be pissed off at someone. It won't be his fault. No. No. It never just ha- is. Just happy to be there. Yeah. Uh, Leicester versus Burnley. This is Leicester's first home game after the uh, helicopter disaster. Uh, I think they're doing a few things to market. I think there's a huge number of fans that are walking to the game. Uh, I think they're wearing some sort of uh, embroidery with the owner's name They've on it. They've got some sort of special shirt, haven't they? Yes. Yeah. Something like that. I think this would be good for them because, as we were saying last week, Scott, um, this is like a sort of a cathartic thing for them in front of their home fans. I think they need to get yeah. this out of the way so they can sort of concentrate on the rest of the season. Has this been big news, is it, Kirsten, abroad? I mean, I remember hearing about it when it immediately happened, but here and in US media, it hasn't really carried on. Yeah, I'm not surprised. No. Okay. I don't mean to overly... I, not overly. I don't mean to to sound like I'm criticising Leicester, because I definitely don't want to in this situation, but <laughs> they made a big deal out of the Cardiff game about not flying to it, but then immediately flew to Thailand afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> Pick your heels down, Adam. With the, uh, this one. <laughs> Are you suggesting they should have got a coach from Cardiff to Thailand? No. <laughs> I just, they should have flown to Cardiff like normal. I think that I, I, I'm amending your behaviour in that way. <laughs> I don't understand... <laughs> The, the the use of it for like continue with how in some ways you need to continue with, with what you're going to do life goes on okay uh, I'm going to go straight on to the next game because <laughs> I don't really want to, I don't want to comment on that <laughs> well I don't... are we going to just predict line no, pretty or... cool. quick, 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 quick. Leicester versus no no Leicester. no 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 <laughs> no you don't want to predict the score we didn't predict the scores in the other games, oh. the earlier games we talked about. I can learn to understand. Oh, oh, steady. Someone got cereal. Sorry, that was my <laughs> fake friend talking. The fake friend. That's why my... Kirsten can't tell us the score yet because her, her Alexa hasn't told her what to predict. <laughs> That's what I was trying to cover <laughs> up. I'm yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. To tell the answer. Oh, mine's about to go off. Mine did go off once when I said Alexi Sanchez. <laughs> Uh, God, does anyone want to give a prediction for this game? Leicester home. Leicester will win. Yeah. Leicester will win, yeah. Leicester yeah. win. Okay. Burnley uh, conceding a lot of goals. Burnley conceding a lot of goals. Okay. Uh, Newcastle versus Bournemouth. Um, Newcastle with the first win last week, which was. Who was that against? Against Watford, wasn't it? Watford, yeah. Yeah. Bournemouth got back to back away wins. Um. Callum Wilson with the second most away Premier League goals this season after Harry Kane. Uh, so, with an England caller as well. Are we happy for him? Deserved. Yeah. Deserved. Yeah, I think so too. So, uh, Bournemouth going to carry on their good form. Newcastle got a win. Are they going to keep bouncing back? Or is it... No, it was a shake of the head there from Kirsten. Uh, 
Is this at St James's Park? Yes. Yeah, that's a that's a long oh, way to travel for all the fans. That's less of a shake oh. of the head. That's more a sort of a unsure mm-hmm. bob of the head from it. More of a draw than a... Yeah, you thought Bournemouth... Well, me and Chris did Bournemouth absolutely batter United last week. And <laughs> look how that turned out. Well, that's less... I, I, never, I never trust Bournemouth to get me to get a result. Yeah. Um, And I think on... Well, Chris, you probably heard it on one of the podcasts that I listened to, so probably one of the ones you steal things from as well. <laughs> I'm sure I heard that. Um, something like Newcastle have the best defence outside the top or the top six or something like that. Do they? Yeah. How? How well, they, draw, they draw a lot, don't they? I, mean, I think they, yeah, and they lose games by single goals, I imagine. Yeah. But um, let me see if I can get their, get their goals against top column up. But that would suggest that this game could has the potential to be closer than you think. And you've but got two teams that they have, have opposite momentum to what you would expect. Yeah, they only have 14 goals against that... Okay, I can see it. Okay. So Rafa Raff, defence, and he he likes to defend. He likes to be quite structural in his defence. I'm going to tell us all about that. Same number of goals Chris and Jamie Carragher, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to go with the Newcastle win. I think they're going to do back-to-back wins for them. I can see a draw. Oh, that's a proper face. I just think I'm going with a draw. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Southampton versus Watford. This is my last match of the day. <clears throat> Southampton looking for their first Premier League win in eight. I mean, I just want to, Sky did two amazing things last week with the game at Man City. First of all, on Sky Sports News, when they had the sort of the teams were announced and they were scrolling along the bottom, um, they left off Aguero and Sane. Now, I reckon that team of nine men still would have done a job against Southampton. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then in the pre-match <laughs> interview. I, I don't know who it was. I imagine it was Jeff Shreves. Asked, asked Mark Hughes if he thought it was important if Southampton scored a goal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how low yeah. things have got. They was like, <laughs> would you just be happy if you got one? <laughs> what did he say? I mean, he tried to straight bat it away instead of going, yeah, we, we, we're always trying to score goals. <laughs> um. Chelsea versus Everton, Adam. This is the Pat Derby. I'm, I'm trying to get a ticket. I'm not you, doing very well. Aren't you going to rugby tomorrow? Yeah, but the Chelsea game is on Sunday. Oh, is it? Oh, right. Oh, yes, of course it is. They played yesterday. Is yeah. this the same rugby game that you may have paid a lot of money for? Yes. <laughs> I don't remember telling everyone about how much I spent on those rugby tickets. <laughs> I think I remember exactly how much you spent yeah. and you're a nutter. <laughs> Well, it's finally coming home to roost. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I would say that we don't get what we deserve at Stamford Bridge, which is normally true. We've been in the last couple of years. We've had close and um, um, unfair results there, but also Chelsea are playing very well. Um, I think our only hope is some sort of Europa League hangover, but I feel that unlikely with the sort of the level of that they have. Um, I think we will. Probably lose despite some quite good form. There's some weird faces coming from Belgrade this evening. Yeah, I'm sorry, he's <laughs> rotating his yeah, so, was sorry. it just a couple of weeks ago. He does not. He's been playing different players in the Europa League, so he's been given um, players like Loftus Cheek a game and Gary Cahill okay. played on, on Thursday. I, I've been hung over for Europa League, so I have no idea what's going on, but 
I am used to sorry playing the same eleven throughout thirty eight games, so it's really strange to hear me squad rotation. Yeah, he only plays like so- forty. Like, he doesn't. He killed Marek Hamšík, so. So you come to. Confident. Did that sound like any of that sound like I was confident? No. Marco Silver has lost all six of his Premier League games he's managed in London. So that was about to be another London game. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. He plays for he, he was he managed Watford. They're considered a, probably considered a London club on your, your list of London derbies. So they're north of the M25. They, don't know they are. I'm not saying I'm not saying they're in London, but I would love to know your hacking stat and whether you're being picky and choosy about what London. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, look, finally into Wolves. Um, Arsenal have never been back against Wolves in eight Premier League matches. They were quite insepid on Thursday night. They were a bit, weren't they? Yeah. Um, but they haven't been particularly good all season and doing quite well. Um, I would be tempted to, if I was a betting man, to be betting on Arsenal to win that game, but I'd probably go for a draw at half-time. Well, Wolves have lost their last three, haven't they? Yeah. But I didn't say I was a hero with the pick. I, was <laughs> I never tried to make it sound like... Go on, this is our last fixture we're proving. I'm going to come to you all individually. You give me a, a result you think. So, Kirsten? For this game? Yeah. I have far too many Arsenal friends to say anything other than it'll be an Arsenal win. Except some of them will think I'm jinxing it, so... Eh, I'll go with Arsenal win. Okay, Scott. Yeah, oh, you were very close Arsenal. to getting into that situation of <laughs> my, the enemy of my friend is my friend, <laughs> but the friend of my friend is also my enemy, yeah. which makes him my friend. So close to some Wolves, weren't you? That guy Welbs is going to be out for a while. Yeah, I'm going, yeah. I'm going with draw half time, Arsenal full time. That's very specific. I know. Yeah. Well, is that going to be on a specific bet for our over the weekend? I know. Let's have a look. <laughs> Well, why don't we have a look at the odds? I'm going to wrap this up because we've been going quite a long time with this. Ross is furious. Yeah, he's going to be a bit... He's going to be a bit... <laughs> not as furious as he was this, with my podcast. It's this okay. podcast has gone beyond not only his daughter's bedtime, but also his bedtime. <laughs> Listen, if the unusual efforts are allowed, four hours for a podcast. <laughs> Kirsten, um, how do they follow you on Twitter? At KD Schlewitz. KD Schlewitz. How do they follow unusual efforts on Twitter? That would be at Unusual Efforts. Sorry, okay. there's no way you can just say KD Schwerwitz and not spell that. I know. <laughs> yeah. I was wondering if anybody needed that spelled. So that's K, D as in dog, S-C-H-L-E-W-I-T-Z. D is for Delta. Why are people laughing? D is not for dog in phonetic, it's for Delta. Yeah, Delta. Should be dog, though. Yeah. It's dog in my world. Yeah. And that's all that matters. Exactly. Yeah. So, Unusual Efforts podcast this week, you were picking... Uh, oh, people were sending in why they supported particular teams, weren't they? Oh, no, the favourite no, players. They... Sorry. Favourite players, sorry, they were sending in, weren't they? The favourite five they players. They sent in five players, and we described their personality from those players. It was quite fun. Oh, that sounds like fun. Yeah, that's a good idea. You should listen, guys. It was very good. Oh, cool. <laughs> I do sometimes listen. I will listen. It's on my subscribe list. There you go. Excellent. I think we did like seven, and most of them said we got them pretty well. 
down, so it was fine. Ah, see, but that's not fair because Jesse knows. So I'd have to do it under a pseudonym. I've got to create a burner Twitter account to do this. <laughs> and you got a couple of new articles on Unusual Efforts website, haven't you? Um, we oh. have. Uh, goalkeeping and queerness, which is amazing because June, who gets all the love on the Unusual Efforts podcast, that Unusual F Pod, is just an incredible writer. So check that out. Anyone who has interest in either goalkeeping or incredible writing. And then tomorrow, hopefully by the time you're listening to this, there will be another essay on the wonderfulness of beards. And all of you have beards, so you really should check it out. Check it out. I did like the goalkeeper one. I did read that on my uh, lunch hours this week. It's very good. Lunch hours. Plural. Adam, if you want to follow you, how do they do that? Um, Adam, I say 101. Okay. And Scott, if they want to follow you? Uh, at Scott underscore Munro. Okay. Uh, at Man in the Post is our Twitter account and Instagram account. And you can like us on Facebook too if you want to uh, keep updated with what we have uh, to download. Um, I'm hoping seven that... to two. It was. You're gonna go for it. Yeah, stick a fiver on it. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah. Can I? Can I add that um, me and James did the Man on the Post European Pod on Monday, and we covered VFB Stuttgart, uh, Sevilla, and Fenerbahce. And next week we're talking about everyone's favourite Italian club, Chievo, which I think Kirsten might like. <laughs> <laughs> And how... My least favourite team after Juventus. And how... um, has Ryan not released that? No, I don't think he has. Mm, he no. have a word with Ryan. Bloody yeah. rye bread. Bloody yeah. rye bread, exactly. He's been uh, playing too much football manager. He has, hasn't he? So yeah. we can listen to that hopefully when it comes out. Um, yeah. We've got a Sunday show coming up with Chris and Dave and possibly Andy as well, uh, reviewing what we've been previewing here this weekend. Are you recording Unusual Efforts tomorrow or this weekend, Jesse? I'm Kirsten. Kirsten. You're Kirsten, sorry. Oh, but I'm rep- representing oh, Jesse. Oh, generic first. woman on the podcast. <laughs> <Yeah. Jesse. laughs> we don't all look the same, Chris. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we are skipping this week, and we will be the next week, and then hopefully once 2019 rolls around, we'll be every week. All right, Is that no because problem. Ross said you used up all your allocation in this week's podcast? Yes. <laughs> it was tiring. Uh, so you can subscribe through iTunes. Uh, you can uh, follow us on Acast and Stitcher if your name is Sonia. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much for coming on. No worries. Thank you. And Pleasure. always remember to keep your man on the post. <laughs>